0: All right, everybody, welcome back to our Women in Worship podcast here with Lee and Bethany. And today we have a fun guest. We're so excited that you are here, Beth. Cunningham, who is our children's pastor here at Church of the Highlands.
1: We're so excited to have you. Man, I'm so excited to be here and I just love women in worship. I'm I'm a I'm a fan. Like I like every Instagram post. I'm I'm on for the ride and I love it. I'm so excited. I like really excited that I get to be here with you. Well, we're excited.
0: Bethany and I both have personally had separate lunches with you to talk through (laughs) things and issues. Like, Beth, show us the way. Teach us your ways. We you are you, you are a wealth of knowledge, and so we love you, and yeah. we just honor you, and say we're we're so thankful that that you are here with us, and yes. that you're really championing women here at, at Highlands, and, which is a beautiful thing. Wow! And you champion everyone, but yeah. but just what you're doing here for for Highlands and
1: what you're doing for the Children's Ministry here but so we love having you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm just really honored to get to hang out with two of my favorites and <laughs> That's right. Just Did talk you hear about, that? That's right. Two of my favorites and talk how close about Can I get to this? Talk moment? about just um, you know, how good our God is yeah. and yeah. our journeys and all the ways we seek him and find him and it's yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, one main reason we asked you on the show is at the podcast,
1: right? Is because
0: hey, it's new, we're all new. But is to you have been a worship
1: leader in the past, which I don't think a lot of people know that about you. That is true. I, um, honestly, my earliest memories of church were singing as a child, and then um, I majored in voice performance and music in college. My first staff position was leading worship, and I led worship. You know, I think all of us obviously have the ability to come into a service and lead worship. Um, right. But in an occupational sense, right. I led worship for 10 years. And you know, growing up, if you grow up um, and music is a gifting on your life, and whether it's theater or you know performing, all those spaces, that was my world. That mm-hmm. was the right. place I grew up in and thrived in. And honestly, at 22, even 29, I don't know that I would have seen myself not Doing that, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. in that sense, where it was just my whole focus of my ministry journey from the time I was a teenager until I was probably thirty years old. So, big yeah. part of my my background was the space that you guys steward, which oh, is amazing.
0: Yeah. Which is, I, I loved learning that about you. Which I haven't known that very long, but that that's awesome. So. We know that you went from worship leader. Now you are the children's pastor here. Right. It's a and, big jump. And to be honest, Bethany and I know this, we all know, we're all we going to transition po- possibly at yeah. some point in life. We might stay in worship. We might not stay in worship, right? So just, we would love for you to just bring hope and for anyone struggling with that, maybe mm-hmm. in transition or clarity to maybe tell us how you walked off that journey. Because I look at you and i see that you walk out the journey with grace whatever you do you're so good at that and it's just the lord's favor on your life and we all know that but to, to walk us through maybe what did that look like for you hopping out of worship and the lord's maybe calling you to a different space
1: exactly i think um i think for years i'm 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 a mississippi girl like yes. bethany, oh, bethany and that that was where i <laughs> served in that mean you know, that music ministry and in worship ministry realm growing up and, and honestly did a ton in the United Methodist Church, which mm-hmm. was the church I grew up in, and then moved into that non-denominational world and, and was leading worship and for so many years. But it was interesting, when we moved to Alabama and God called us to Church of the Highlands in 2007, I came on team, and it was the first time I'd ever worked on a church where my job had absolutely nothing to do with worship. Mm-hmm. You know, I was an, an executive assistant to one of our lead team pastors, and really— I always describe it like there is a grace cloud on my life. And and what I mean by that is I think there's a dispensation of grace that God gives all of us to do what he's calling us to do in that moment, mm-hmm. in that day, in that season of life. And so for me, it was actually interesting. I don't think there was a, a moment where I decided I'm, I'm done with worship necessarily because i talk about that later. I think we're always um, called to be, to be the person who lifts the room and brings worship into an environment, if that's an anointing on your life. Mm -hmm. But what I found was that when I moved here and I was working full time and I had, honestly, I had a third grader in a kindergarten. And I can remember sitting down one day, um, sweet John Larson, our worship pastor came and sat in my cube and we were talking (laughs) and he asked me to come to a Thursday night, You know, rehearsal Mm -hmm. and like, Beth, when are you going to come on the team? And I remember going home and praying about it. And at the time, I had, you know, a third grader, a kindergartner. We had Sunday. We had Sunday night. We had Wednesday night service every week then. Mm -hmm. And really, it was a revelation for me that that grace wasn't on my life in the season Mm -hmm. of life I was in for me to continue doing what I had always done. Right. And so it's like the fact that I'd taken on this very full-time job in this growing church, working in other things. It was almost like, I felt like the the Lord, you know, just graciously allowed me to close that door of really being like a public platform Mm -hmm. vocalist. And and it was a decision that the the grace just wasn't on my family to do
0: it. That brings up a, a really good point. So maybe what are the ways that you noticed the grace wasn't there? Yeah. Like a practical, how did you walk that out? What Was it things just not working out? Or was it, you know, I think we always need to follow peace, of course. Absolutely.
1: But what did that look I, like? I think any time where you're making a transition or so, I had added a whole lot of extra responsibilities yeah. to my life, to my family, coming on staff full time at this very large growing church, seeing how God was using other giftings and areas in my life. And I can remember coming home and talking to my husband and, you know, he wasn't going to tell me no Mm -hmm. because he's always supported and, you know, been such a champion of the calling on my life. At the same time, I was was doing the math of how many nights can I be away from home and my children still thrive. How Mm -hmm. can I... Because although in some ways... Um, I had stepped away from you know the worship ministry. I was taking on more ministry than I ever had before, right. and so how could I you know be everything that I needed mm-hmm. to be for my family? And so I really just practically you know anytime i find myself stepping into too much i'll see it in my marriage i'll see it in my Mm -hmm. kids um, my own personal stress level will go up and so it wasn't that i ever made a conscious decision to not leave worship anymore it was like you know what god you're really expanding me in this area Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna sacrifice these other things in my family for me to hang on to this thing just Uh, because it's been part of my journey Mm -hmm. my whole life Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, and that looking forward, that sense of yep,
2: looking forward into yep. the future. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. I love it. And not, I'm sorry. No. I feel like I'm not really contributing a lot. I, I'm. Just, it's because we're learning so I've, much. <laughs> I'm soaking all in because I feel like there are always these points in ministry, whether we see them or not, where it's not that any one thing that that the Lord puts in our path is is good or bad. There's always, always good things because every time, you know, we're in service of ministry, it's always a good thing. It's just, is this the best thing for the season mm-hmm. that we're in? And then having the guts enough to say no, recognizing that if it doesn't come back around, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. It's, it's so
1: true. It was such an interesting decision to say, you know, closing the door on you know, kind of on that chapter of my life, but then serving in that capacity as a, a, honestly, as a executive assistant for four years, Mm -hmm. felt totally out of my gifting and then got asked to come into this children's Mm -hmm. ministry space. And I see how faithful God is in that whole journey, because now, although I'm not, part of leading worship on a platform, which, again, shaped so much of my life and journey as a believer. Now I'm planning and constructing worship experiences for children. And so you see how if I hadn't been obedient to close that door when it was time where I could grow in the other giftings and talents that God had placed inside of me, I didn't even know they were there. Mm -hmm. Um, That perhaps I wouldn't have been as prepared as I am now to step back and and make sure, you know, in my context that we're building a children's ministry that is, that is teaching children to be passionate worshipers Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I still Mm -hmm. see that, same anointing right. in my right. life, even standing in the back of an elementary room, I am leading worship because yes. those children are looking at every leader in that room. Mm-hmm. And when they see me passionate and going for it, that's you know, I just think every environment we go in, we bring worship, mm-hmm. you know, right. we, we lift the room. And that's that's my story.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I love how open handed you were with it. You know, you just sit and kind of close down. We we have a tendency to think something's ours. You know, to mm-hmm. worship ministry, this yeah. is my identity, but it's really not. You it's know? not. And also, you're, what you're saying is, if when you look forward, that God really is not going to waste the time that you spent plowing over here in worship, because look at now, you're actually leading. I mean, you're leading our children mm-hmm. that are in Highlands Kids right now. You're leading our children in worship.
1: And so, it's crazy when you think um, about it. How just, God doesn't—he doesn't waste anything. Yeah. And sometimes your journey, you know, it doesn't. Maybe goodness in the '90s, we all thought. I love her. We all thought we were going to be Darlene Check, right? I you I know, knew I was going to be. I, her. I'm like, I love her so much. Her. I've told her that to her I face. Think Lee you had like, the suit, know? like the
2: suit jacket, right? I watched the, lo-
0: the long coats. Oh my! Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> You're bringing back memories. I might cry. What but color, I remember. What color was
2: your long person. coat,
0: Lee? <laughs> I just remember
2: going home. I'm too short to wear the long coat. <laughs> I can't I do know, it either.
0: You? I need really high heels, and Lee's not doing that. But I remember going home, and, you know, they had the DVDs yeah. of, of their live recordings. Absolutely. And I was like, that's me. That's me one day. Absolutely. I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> that is going to be me. I yeah. mean, we all wanted to be darling chick. Yeah, I love we, her so much. Yeah, I love, I love her, her, so, her much. so much. Man, look at her now. They're,
1: exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that it's just being very open-handed and recognizing the season of life that we're in. Um, you know, I think... The real but spiritually what happened spiritually what had to happen, I think what prepared me for stepping away from that kind of again, all of you who are listening to this, if you're you've been in music and in, in that world, you know what it's like. You spend a lot of your life in front of other people. Yeah. And yeah. so when I came on staff at Highlands at thirty two years of age I mean, I was an executive assistant to a pastor. I wasn't in front of anyone, Yeah, right? And so that in and of itself can and feel like... that's hard for culture today. Absolutely. And that can feel like a little bit of an identity crisis mm-hmm. because for the first time, I didn't feel like I was directly influencing large groups of people right. mm-hmm. by doing what God had gifted me to right. do. But it's interesting though, before that, I feel like the Lord began to prepare me and I think this will help someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it just in my marriage and family and in that journey my husband I, he said this years ago to me he said recognition adds the spiritual dimension so many times in life we miss the holy spirit because we don't recognize him mm. and what i mean by that is well, i started to see so worship was more than just m- music or corporate or the or 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 having an, an environment that you know obviously Corporate worship so important, but the Lord began years before this happened, this transition, really challenging me. Can you bring worship to me when you don't want to do the laundry and you choose yeah. to do it with the right heart? Can mm-hmm. you recognize this marriage is holy and can you lift up thanks and be mm-hmm. worshipful because you see your spouse mm-hmm. for what I see? Or you see this opportunity with these little children for the holy and high calling that Mm -hmm. it is. So, so it's really, it's more now, Sean laughs. We were at a restaurant last week and we're sitting there talking. And now for me, I'll be talking about how good God is. I start crying in the restaurant. He's like, (laughs) Beth, every time we go out to eat, people think I'm like upsetting you. (laughs) (laughs) He gets so embarrassed. But really it only takes that one moment Mm -hmm. where I recognize He's here. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize his goodness. And all of a sudden right. I'm in worship. It's that yeah. awareness. You're I'm talking in worship about. Yeah. in, in, in the Mexican restaurant yeah. with the chips and salsa. Yeah. Yes. I'm bringing worship into that environment. And I think that just seeing that and recognizing I'm so thankful for the gift Mm
0: -hmm,
1: of music. mm -hmm. I'm thankful for the talent. I'm thankful Mm -hmm. for the ability to influence others and and lift up a shout of praise. Mm -hmm. But but more than anything, am I stewarding the fact that there are moments all I have to have to really worship his is a Mm -hmm. revelation of who he is. And that can happen all the time. Like
2: that's happening right now. I remember
1: who he is.
2: And my spirit responds in worship. Yeah. And that's not about a stage. Yeah, and the moment that's not enough is the moment that we recognize our our hearts not our we're not. That's right, Bethany. That's good. That's so good. You know, the moment that it's not about that is the moment that we have to take Mm -hmm. a step back, just as followers of Christ. Forget leaders, and just say, "Hey, Mm -hmm. Lord, I I need clean hands and a pure heart about just my call in general, because we're all called." Whether or not you believe that, I mean, it's okay if your theology is different. But we really believe we're all called. Absolutely, it's just how you choose Mm -hmm. what this, what season are you in? What does your season look like right now? Because your calling is always going to be walked out differently. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change the call or the anointing that's on your life. And you're just you're giving us a complete, you know, a 20 year overview of of what that can even look like. And so just constantly reminding that the position of our heart mm-hmm. and our spirit is really what allows us to see the Holy Spirit in those places or even if we feel like we're starving for him I was talking with one of our worship pastors earlier today about just how we can sometimes inadvertently create environments where we're missing that one supernatural mm-hmm. unknown part about the Holy Spirit that's kind of like yeah. I feel like people are now uh, trying to you know hone in on as wild and uh you know uh There's this song that calls it Reckless or however you want to look at it. Don't even care. But there is that one part of the unknown that when we miss that, then we Mm -hmm. miss all of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the part I think I feel like when you're saying all this, my spirit is leaping. And just the idea that we, as we take worship in and as we lift a room, no matter what our call is for the day, Mm -hmm. it's just is it that moment that we're Mm -hmm. allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to Mm us in the way that he would want, to versus yeah. the way we choose to That's see. That's
1: so good. That's so good. Right? It's mm-hmm. so
2: good. I am, um, for 12,
1: 13 years, I've led a small group, I led it this morning, of moms and babies. We call it baby praise. But there are some moments when I'm sitting on the floor with, I mean, these are, you know, could be an eight-week-old baby, could be a two-year-old, and there's a moment where I put a mirror in front of their little face, and I sing a song about how God loves them and made them. And there are times that I am so overwhelmed by what the holy spirit is doing in that moment spirit to spirit mm-hmm. speaking the truth singing god's word over a child and and i will i will consciously go upstairs to my office after that little play group is over and you think oh that's just silly moms we're sitting on the floor singing itsy bitsy spider or whatever but there are moments where i am so reminded that that is probably the most significant thing i'll do all week long so is mm-hmm. just sing out loud the truth yeah. of of god's word mm-hmm over another human being, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I, I would say I'm still leading worship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And oh, I I think still, so for sure. still, you know, still, um, singing forth the praise mm-hmm. of God and, and speaking the truth in, into, into humanity, which mm-hmm. is what we do as worship leaders. And I think it, the platform may look different, but the yes. calling is leading the same. Wor- leading
0: worship is so much more than singing a song and inviting a congregation to join you. Absolutely. Right. You know, and it, it, we, we hear this all the time. It is a lifestyle. I teach our worship leader development here, and the what I teach is called Cultivating Your Lifestyle of Worship. And it, I, I talk about doing the laundry because everybody does laundry, <laughs> right? Whether you're single, married, or whatever. When you're married, we you hope have, that you do. We and hope that if you do. don't. I want to know what you do <laughs> and to avoid everything. They forbreeze it. They for me. They Febreze everything.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe so.
0: But just to remember that God is in everything. I lo- just the way you said earlier is just still sticking with me. That awareness mm-hmm. of knowing that Holy Spirit lives in us right now. He's in this room. And I believe, as we prayed before, that he's directing the conversation. Absolutely. For whoever is listening to this. Absolutely. because And I feel like that's what we need to do as worship leaders. Don't just look for the Sunday opportunity, but look for the sitting down on the couch across from you right now. Yes. And saying, okay, Holy Spirit, we are aware of your presence. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we ask you to guide to lead because that's what you do. You are a God. You are the spirit of truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring out whatever you want in this moment because he cares as much about this moment yep. as he does about me leading King of Kings on Sunday morning. It is all, he doesn't see it in levels. Like we right. see exactly. the world sees things in levels. Yes. He doesn't see it that way. Exactly. Yeah. does, Or else. You can prove me wrong in the Bible, but I don't think he sees it that way. Because right. the lowliest, the servant, Absolutely. It's the servant leadership. Absolutely. It's the, um, he knows when the sparrow falls. You know, yep. he, he knows everything. Every hair on he head. He knows every hair on my head. Mm-hmm. And how much more does he just care about even this conversation? Right. So if you're listening, like, if you're listening in the car, he's with you there. He's yep. there. Just start talking to him. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Like Like, we're sitting across from each other. We can't see him, but he's there. Yeah. And he's, I feel like his presence is really more real than
1: what we are even doing here. You know, he was here
0: first. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I think when you look throughout the Bible, you see moments of true worship. It's, I think about the woman who anointed Jesus Mm -hmm. and she comes into a situation. And the interesting thing about her story is, you know, um, the disciples had their agenda. Judas had his agenda. Everybody had agenda around Jesus, but she's the only person who stopped and actually recognized. Mm-hmm. She had a revelation yeah. of who he truly was yeah. mm-hmm. and responded accordingly with her worship. Right. And mm-hmm. that changed everything. So I think there's so many, the woman with the issue of blood, she had a revelation right. of, of who he really was. Right. You know, She cried out in faith because right. she believed. Yeah. And so I think so much of... Our hearts cry as worshipers and as those who call others in to his presence invite others yeah. into his presence that so I have to constantly be allowing my spirit to always be recognizing the goodness, the greatness of our God, that Mm -hmm. I have eyes to see, um, you know, I have eyes to see Him. I pray for that. Mm -hmm. Lord, allow me to see you more than I did yesterday. Let me see Mm -hmm. you in ways I haven't seen you before. Let me Mm -hmm. recognize what you're doing um, around me, in me, through me, in others. Like, give me eyes to see so I don't miss you, so my heart can respond. Yes.
2: Hey friends, thanks for listening to this part one series of our sit down discussion with Beth Cunningham of Church of the Highlands. Be sure to stay tuned. Our next release will be part two and you do not wanna miss this. Beth is absolutely incredible. So we will see you guys next time.